0: to is the show that combines your two favorite things weed and basketball hackable and grab a seat as Evan rambles on about this team he's for the past 40 plus years to another edition of hoops zooted. I'm your host, Evan Moore. You know, at morehoops727 on Twitter. And ah, we made it. We made it through hell week. <laughs> oh, this for me personally, this is one of the most annoying weeks of the year (laughs) yeah with leading up to the trade deadline like things are crazy and there's just so much bullshit you know so much so many you know false reports so many you know just crazy speculation and yeah it's just makes me want to pull my hair out. <laughs> so, I'm glad I'm glad it's over. We all made it. Hell week is done. Is done. Now a lot of you're probably disappointed, you know. Didn't make any moves. We st- stood pat. You know. I'm torn on that just because of the injuries, but you know, as I've been saying all year, I I still think this team has enough if they're healthy, you know, and that's, that's obviously the key, you know, we've been pretty unhealthy all year. So anyway, I'm smoking a little bit of jelly breath tonight. Um, so I'm going to start a little bit of music here and we'll get going here in a minute. And, you know, but we made it, we made it. <sighs> The season starts from here on out. (laughs) Back in a sec. recap the week you know we were three and one for the week you know so not not too bad not too bad um but you know it was it was a rough and emotional week too so yeah you know not just the trade deadline and all that stuff but we also had um you know kobe statue unveiling and you know that was that was an emotional wild day (laughs) you know on twitter and everywhere else it would just yeah but also really cool cool that ceremony was absolutely beautiful and that that statue was amazing and yeah he's gonna get three statues in fact so yeah i'm i'm really stoked about that and it was it was great so you know so to start you know start the week off you know we had the Knicks and you know we had a nice win over them 113-105. Um now, you know, the Knicks were a little bit shorthanded. They didn't have Randall. Um and, you know they do play us tough. You know, that they've always been a tough matchup for us though. Like so I feel like that was a good win, you know, despite them being a little bit shorthanded. But you know, you also do have to take that with a little bit of grain of salt because, you know, I think New York is a better team than that, and you know, they they showed us last time, you know, what they're like full strength. So you know, it was nice to get that win though. Um, and then, you know, we got the Hornets after that, and had a nice win over them, one twenty four, one eighteen. But that that final score was far closer than it should have been um you know we were kicking their butts in the first half um and kind of you know did the usual thing of kind of letting our foot off the gas letting you know letting go of the rope there like in the third quarter and let let them back into it and of course lebron played you know ridiculous minutes in that one too you know had to play in the fourth quarter a lot you know another game where we shouldn't have been having to do that you know part of the point of getting you know all this depth you know I do admit you know we are injured but you know it was supposed to be so we could give Braun some rest so that's it's been frustrating that we haven't been able to do that but you know but I also do understand that you know the injuries have also been a big part of that so anyway yeah you know, it was nice to get that win against the Hornets and then uh, Kobe Knight came and it was the Nuggets and it was a heartbreaking loss 114 106 but you know there are there were a lot of good things to take away from that you know they were at full strength we were not um you know Max Christie even went down in that game um he got injured and you know so at at that point we already had four guys down Max made five at that point so yeah that was, you know that was rough um but when you consider the the circumstances consider that they battled you know and the other thing i want to mention about that you know that they they wore the black mama jerseys and you know it was disappointing to get the loss with the jerseys because i think that might be the first time we have lost wearing those jerseys um but I was actually happy with the end result because they they played really hard in that game. They they gave the proper effort that those jerseys deserve. So as much as that loss bothered me, you know, I feel like if we were if we had our full complement of players, if we had Vando back for sure, we're winning that game. So yeah, I you know there are some good things to take about that game. You know, it was frustrating, it was heartbreaking. Oh. You know, like trade deadline day, you know, no trades. So like we were all disappointed and then it was like, you know, it was a roller coaster. It was like, you know, no trades, everybody's everybody's down, you know. I was I was trying to take, you know, cuz I I kind of expected this, you know. And you know, I'll get into that a little bit later. I, I I've i been talking about this for a while. You know, I I think this is. It seemed obvious to me this was the front office's plan. So, um. Yeah, like, but it was a roller coaster. You know, we have that, like the majority of majority of the fans were really down after you know standing pat and not getting any trades, and then you know we get the ceremony and we're all you know high that was that was great and then the game and it was like it was tense and just so heartbreaking because we had we we had it there at the end I believe it was um you know tied at um 100 or 102 with like less than less than three minutes to go so but we just some critical critical um mental mistakes that are late that cost us the game and you know one big glaring one by austin that everyone keeps talking about where he tried to swipe the wall from Jokic, and you know Jokic, you know usual brilliant manner you know passed it away and they got an easy bucket so like you know austin took a austin took a risk you know and it's yeah it's A late risk that happened, you know, that unfortunately is probably, you know, going to get talked about a lot, but it is what it is. And, you know, we are 0-2 against Denver, but I still don't feel like as they are better than us, but it's not this insurmountable difference. They uh, you know i feel like when we're at full strength and we play with effort we can beat that team but that's that's the big key is we got to be full strength we got to be healthy you know cuz that that team is they are the standard right now they're the champs um so you know don't don't get it twisted don't don't think that i'm you know downplaying that you know denver's easily beatable i just feel that the lakers they have the potential, you know, they, you know, they obviously are Jekyll and Hyde still. And, you know, it's still, we still got to work out a lot of Kings, but there's enough talent on this team. And I'm going to, I'm going to stand by that all season long. And, you know, cause they've shown me that and proven that. And yes, I, I believe that. And then, Tonight, to wrap things up for this week, we got um, another win, 139-122 um, to 122 over the Pelicans. And the entire starting lineup tonight all scored over 20 points. Um, Rui was great. Rui had a great bounce back game after having a rough game against the Nuggets. Reeves had an incredible game. D'Lo was on fire tonight. So, like, those three tonight were almost like a big three. Like, they were almost carrying Braun and AD, at least offensively. You know, because, like, I think Braun ended up with 21 and um, AD. I I don't have it with me. I glanced at it before right before. It was 20-something. And, you know, like, it, it just felt like the other guys really stepped up. And, you know, I, I I found it really interesting because that was, you know, I personally wasn't calling for that lineup. You know, I was always calling for Vando. Um, you know, from the beginning, there's, you know, there's video evidence of it. Um, you know, but there were a lot of fans that were calling for, for Rui to start. And, you know, based on salary, you know, based on his offensive output, you know, all kinds of. All kinds of reasons. So, you know, but they proved it tonight. And that, I believe that starting lineup now is 4 and 0. So, you know, one of these big what ifs, you know, either Rui or Vando starting from the beating. Or if, you know, when Vando went out, if he had just gone to Rui to begin with, maybe we'd be in a little bit better shape right now. Ah, this coach. Ah you all know how it is. <laughs> we all want him gone, but we know we're stuck with him here for at least the rest of the season. So buckle up. Yeah, I'm still gonna bitch and moan about him though, because it's it's frustrating, you know. And yeah, I like him as I like him as a person, but it just he's frustrating as a coach. Absolutely frustrating as a coach. Uh, so, anyway, let me get a little bit of cotton off Let me take a little sip here. And, uh, I'm also going to take another quick hit. Um, and then I'm going to talk a little bit more about the trade deadline and Hell Week. Hell Week. You know, I've I don't know if any of you have ever been in a fraternity. Like I was, you know, I'm a college dropout, but I was like actually in a fraternity for um, that first that first year before I dropped out. Um, and yeah, there's a week of um, before you graduate from a pledge to an active member that they call Hell Week, um, where there's, you know a lot of hazing that you know was supposedly you know not allowed and you know blah 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 and anyway so that's that's where the whole term comes from and like yeah yeah I'm not gonna name the fraternity I'm not proud of that fraternity or like yeah I never yeah we'll just leave it at that we'll just leave it at that but like it's it's all good <laughs> So if any, if any are wondering where that term came from, Hell Week, it's a, yeah, it's a fraternal thing. And it's, yeah, it's boys being obnoxious boys, and, you know, being kind of shitty to each other. <laughs> so on that note, I'm, I'm going to take another hit here. Yeah, I won't go into any like particulars of what went on in that bullshit. But <laughs> some of you, if you know, you know. Anyway, so Hell Week. You know this this trade deadline was actually really interesting. You know, like I figured it was going to be weird just because of the new CBA, but yeah this this was really kind of slow and uneventful and nothing you know no major moves you know nothing that really kind of moved the needle like i think probably one of the you know one of the better moves is you know boston picking up tillman um you know the knicks knicks made some nice moves to get a little bit better um you know it there's there was a number of like you know good little swaps here and there between teams I feel like, but like, yeah, nothing nothing major, and it was yeah, I think this new CBA they're still trying to navigate a lot of this, and yeah, I think that you know, I don't know if it's necessarily going to change in the offseason, because you know, maybe this is kind of how it seems like this is kind of how it's designed is to help teams kind of like keep their assets you know as opposed to kind of moving them around as much so um you know we'll 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 see how how it works going forward you know it may be kind of the norm that we don't get this you know huge like swap of players that we used to get you know come trade deadline you know it, it made things a lot more exciting and interesting and you know there's a lot you know when when you get big movement like that, it's, you know, can change the whole landscape of, you know, either the East or the West and, you know, it's, but you know, none of that, none of that happened this time. So, and that may be the new norm going forward with this new CBA. So, you know, we'll see this off season, what happens, you know, because a lot of people are skeptical about the Lakers plan here. Um, I, I personally think, you know, given the new landscape, it seems to me like the smarter plan. And now I I do understand, you know, a lot of the arguments a lot of people are making because there are, there have been, you know, there were a lot of deals where, um, you know, role players were actually garnering first round picks. And yeah, that, that, that kind of is messing up the market. You know, when we've got, we're going to have three picks this, um, this offseason and, you know, the, you know, talking about going after Donovan Mitchell or Trey young. um And I guess we're going to have to see, you know, cause yeah, I mean, other teams, you know, could possibly outbid us, you know, but you know, I think the other thing people have to remember is that, you know, LA is still a draw. LA is still a draw and we'll see this, this summer, um, you know, and a lot of people may be skeptical, but I, I think it's, I think it's the right move to do. And I think that, you know, I think it'll pay off for us. So, but we'll, we'll see, you know, this, this season is unfortunately, you know, still to be determined, you know, but like I said, I, I still believe there's enough talent on this team. And I think, I'm going to defend the front office a little bit here on standing pat. You know, I I think there's you know, a lot of a lot of blame that can be laid on the front office for everything that's gone wrong since 2020 and I've I've talked about that that stuff. Um, but in this case, this to me seems like the right move. Now, it is unfortunate like I understand and empathize with the bronze stands and even just as a Laker fan of, you know, we got to maximize, you know, bronze time here. And, you know, it's running out and to not, you know, put as much as we can into this, um, this season is, it's rough. It's rough, you know, like I'm not going to deny that. But I am going to defend the fact that, like, when we, when we you know, built this team in the offseason, this team graded out with, you know, pretty much, you know, everybody across the board as a high, you know, like B-plus to A-minus, you know, with what we did in the offseason. So, like, yes, we've underachieved. You know, and we've had injuries that have helped us underachieve like that. So we have to kind of put things in perspective with that as well. So there is enough talent on this team. We haven't put everything together, unfortunately, you know, and, but that's, that's what we're trying to do now here in the future because we've had this revolving door going on. You know, ever since Braun has been here in 2019, we've been, you know, pushing players out and bringing new players in just every, every year. And so I think the front office is tired of that. And so they were determined to, I think they kind of went into this season with the intention of standing Pat with, you know, d was the one exception. d had a, you know, show us, or we're going to look elsewhere kind of contract. And, you know, D'Lo did show us there late. And of course, a lot of people are going to be upset about that. And I don't blame them. You know, D'Lo, we we, we still are going to be, you know, gritting our teeth, come playoff time, hoping for it. But, you know, me personally, I also kind of like redemption stories. So you know, and it's we're stuck with him, you know, like, so like, I'm going to be personally rooting for that redemption story for him to, you know, do it against Denver this time and not shrink in the moment. So we're, we're gonna have to wait and see. And it's it's gotta be, it's gonna be tough, you know, I do got but So I'm so glad that this trade deadline is over. You know, I'm just so sick of the rhetoric and so sick of the whining, whining fans and whining stand. Like, I understand being upset, but like all of this, like, I'm going to quit this team. We should boycott this team, like protest this team, like settle down a little bit, settle down a little bit. Like some of you, some of you are acting like you just, you hate this team. And, you know, like, I know some of you bronze fans do hate this team. And, you know, like, hey, man, if you're not happy here, there's 29 other teams you can go root for, you know. So that that's a little frustrating to me, you know, like, as a diehard fan, like, hey, man, like, nothing ever works, man. Like, you know. 0304 was rough. 2013 was rough. Like you gotta, you gotta suck it up sometimes, man. Like things don't go your way all the time. And, you know, I'm going to say this, like some of you, some of you are spoiled as hell. Like, you know, and we are spoiled as Lakers fans. We got 18 or no, I'm sorry. We got 17 champions We're working at 18. I'm getting ahead of myself there. Yeah. Stoner. <laughs> anyway we've got 17 championships so you know we've got you know plenty to be you know proud and puffing our chest out about you know but like you also have to realize that you know we have fleeced a lot of the other a lot of the other teams in the league For a long time going all the way back in my memory to at least 1987 when we got Michael Thompson from Boston. So this is this has been going on a long, long time. And so there's a lot of animosity and this narrative and this belief that, you know, we always get away with it and, you know, it's not fair and, you know. Like, and especially when we got LeBron, like a lot of people are just like, you know, how did, how did he become a Laker, like of all places? So you got to understand that it comes with the territory of being a Lakers fan. And, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. And, you know, sometimes that means that, you know, your plans crumble in your hands and you just got to suck it up. And you know, gotta take it. You know, it's been rough, but you know, I'm still here, I'm gonna be still watching all 82. So, anyway, moving on. You know, Max Christie, oh, this one's heartbreaking, man. Sprains his ankle. Um, you know, we're still waiting, you know, back on an MRI. But, you know, he's out for probably at least a couple weeks, um, you know, depending on results of the MRI and the grade of the strain. Um, You know, hopefully not longer. You know, hopefully it's not a high ankle sprain or anything like that. But, you know, he's out. You know, Cam is out. Vando's out. Gabe Vincent's out. Um, So, yeah, we're still just, you know, hospital crew here um and you know cam should hopefully be coming back um after the all-star break so that that's a nice you know thing to hear because we could really use his defense um you know and and then we've got you know vando still unfortunately we don't know like necessarily like he's gonna get reevaluated in about like you know three four i think three to four weeks um and then you know we'll go from there but like some people are saying you know it could be the season you know maybe he's back just before excuse me just before the playoffs or maybe he's back you know into the playoffs at some point yeah we don't we don't know at this point so just fingers crossed on van And then Gabe Vincent should be back. um, I believe sometime late this month, maybe, you know, but it may, it may be into March before, before we get him back. So yeah, we're still, still kind of shorthanded, you know, but like, I I feel like once we kind of get this, get everybody back and if we can at least get everybody back for that final month of the season, maybe we can kind of gel into like a, you know a set lineup of you know who are eight to nine guys are going to be come playoff time and just roll with it and you know really have some continuity at that point hopefully um but yeah we'll see you know we god we just our injury luck i mean it's our injury luck really since since 2020 has been so terrible you know 2021 All the injuries, you know, I think we'd all agree that, you know, had A.D. not got injured in that series against um, Phoenix, that we probably win that series. And, you know, who knows how far we go further than that. But, you know, anyway, injuries. Injuries are killing us. Uh, On that note, I think it's time to play a little bit of music, take a couple more hits here, so. Let's do that. So, anyway, moving on to my next topic, the frustration of D'Lo. And let me preface this by saying I really like D'Lo. I really like him. He's, I, I like when he's on. He, he's a great, fun player to watch. And, you know, he just seems like a nice, likable guy and you know yeah by the way his yeah his podcast with with AD was great like yeah that was that was awesome that was a lot of fun and just you know nice insight into both of them i re- i really enjoyed a lot of that so yeah if you get a chance to watch that it's it's worth it for sure um but you know i i really like him but he is he is so frustrating like you know from <laughs> You know, starting with the, you know, that's, you know, the defense comment, that's not what I do to, like, you know, now, like, the optics of what just happened here with Denver. Now, like, I understand all this extenuating circumstances, and I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but getting that procedure, you know, just in time to miss the Denver game but then to be able to play tonight and kick some ass tonight, like the optics of that, like it it looks like you just ducked Denver D'Lo. And, you know, I hate to say that, but like, I mean, what, what else are we supposed to think? Like, Sorry, I had to cough. Excuse me. Uh, but anyway, what are we supposed to think? You know, th- I understand that. You know, there's probably a very good chance that that procedure just had to be done that day, and it was. You know, he needed that extra day at Denver. He just wasn't ready to go from the procedure after it's. A, i totally believe that but like why couldn't he have, you know missed the um charlotte game had the procedure done then to assure that he's there for the denver game just just pr wise it would you would think like he and possibly his agent even would just want for his image wise to be there for denver but Anyway, just it's just frustrating, and so it's like I have this love hate with with D'Lo. Like, you know, I I, I really dig him, but like, God, I just want to wring his neck sometimes. <laughs> just like, just like a teenager. Just ah. But anyway, we I love you, D'Lo, but damn it, man, come on. <laughs> you know, because he's really shown that he can be the third scorer on this team. You know, and he's had a really nice run here in the past, like good, like 10 games or so. And, you know, so like, we, we got to give him a chance at this point and, you know, we have no choice, you know, um, you know all the people that hate him. Like I, I sympathize, you know, like there's always, there's always someone on the roster that you you're not crazy about and you know, it's it's just the way it is. No roster is perfect. So we got to roll with d and you know, we got to roll with the frustration. So love you D-Lo, hate you d love you D-Lo, hate you d <laughs> Let's go. It's, it's a fucking roller coaster, anyway. What the hell? Um, You know, and now, Next thing I want to talk about is Rui and AR and, you know, they've, they've been inconsistent and, you know, I'm not going to give either of them bail. I think that, you know, both of them seems to me it's a mental issue, Um, you know, where they're just, they're just not as focused sometimes, you know, I can see it in Austin, especially when he comes out and, you know, when he fires up a three and just, just depending on how, how off he is with his shot, I can kind of tell of like how kind of unfocused mentally he is. So he, he's got to work. And, you know, a lot of that is youth, you know, and, you know, both he and Rui are still young and, you know, they bounced back beautifully tonight, you know, that they were both awesome tonight so yeah so that is going to be an unfortunate thing you know but like i think scheme wise you know we can put them in better situations and we did tonight in a lot of ways so yeah but you know unfortunately our defense was terrible tonight (laughs) but thankfully um, you know the Pelicans' defense was much worse because we scored eighty-seven points in the first half. <laughs> you know, ended up with one thirty-nine. You know, total. You know, but like eighty-seven points in the first half. I mean, that that's insane. You know, that's, you know, yeah. As bad as our defense is, at least at least we haven't given up eighty-seven points to anybody this year. You know, knock on wood. <laughs> oh man so you know but like if we can get those two to be more consistent this team can be strong and that you know and that starting lineup looks like it's really starting to gel so yeah I'm I'm pretty happy about that and you know I think that you know both of them have you know high ceilings that we haven't gotten to yet and you know i understand a lot of everybody a lot of everybody's frustration with them but you know i i think that the front office believes in both of them and you know we want to develop both of them and you know look at look at how you guys pine for all these guys that we've given up like all of you that love trades, I want you to think about just how many guys just sit down and count on your hand. How many guys do you pine for that aren't here anymore? You know, Caruso, KCP, um, Kuzma, you know, how many guys, like, are you just like, you, you want them back? You know, like even Dennis Schroeder, you know, like Dennis Schroeder, like, <sighs> come on. Like, this is why we want to keep these guys. We want to develop these guys. And yes, it's frustrating with Braun, but like, let's also think about it like this. This is AD's team now. And he's starting to show that it's his team now. We're not sure if Braun's going to sign that extension in the offseason. You know, there's hints that, you know, there's hints that he can go to the Knicks. And, you know, those, those hints... You know are strong enough to be you know real at this point you know especially with the news about rich paul patching up relationships with clutch and CAA. C- um you know that that opens the door fully now that was the one obstacle that kept him from going to a place like new york and you know new york is the one place he can go and you know still do his film thing really easily and you know yeah it's it is it is something to think about you know i i think personally just because family i think he's going to want to stay in los angeles but we're going to have to see we're going to have to see and you know whatever happens you know lebron hey man we, i appreciate what you've done here absolutely appreciate it and, you know, I wish you well if you go somewhere else. But if you stay here, I'm happy to, you know, because if you stay here, like I, I still feel like this team has got a two-year window with LeBron to make a run at one more chip with him. So if he can't get it this year, I really feel like we've still got a good chance to get it next year. So I do hope he stays. But if he doesn't, I do understand, you know, and you know, New York does look like a juicy option, you know, especially for him. He loves playing in the garden, you know, that's a nice, nice place for him to have his swan song. And yeah. And it's also, yeah, we're going to have to see, you know, what happens with Bronny as well. Is he going to come out? Cause you know, if he comes out undrafted too, it makes it easier for him to go kind of where he wants. Well, yeah. We'll have to see how that all works out, um, you know. But I still think that this team has a two-year window with Braun, and I'm hoping he stays for that two-year window. Because, yeah, I, I want to get – I'd like to get one more with him. I'd like him to have two as a Laker. It would be, yeah. So we've got, you know, two out of the five that he has. That would be – yeah, I just – I would like to have that. You know and i'm sure he'd like to have that too and i'm sure a lot of a lot of you would like to have that as well so you know this season is not completely dead you know i'm you know i've been you know very emotional this season and you know talking you know especially ever since ham threw all the fans under the bus and talking about how the season is dead but as I've been watching this team over this past two weeks, there's, there's a tiny little light at the tunnel light at the end of the tunnel that I can see it's, it's this tiny little pinprick and, you know, we may break down before we get to there, You know, but I, I see a tiny light right now. So, you know, we're through hell week and, you know, a little bit of hope is nice, you know? So, anyway move it on the last thing I want to talk about here tonight is the statue ceremony and actually yeah let me let me take a hit before I talk about that one again like <sighs> this ceremony was just... As a Laker fan, it was absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Um, so, yeah, thank you, Jeannie. Um, really appreciate it. And, you know, the fact that Kobe gets not only one statue, but he's getting three statues. Um, And, like, and one of the statues is him and Gigi. Like, oh, when I heard that, just, like, just warmed my heart this so much and like yeah i think yeah i i i, I gotta get the staples sometime i'm sorry crypto sometime soon man because i i gotta i gotta see these statues up close like because that's really cool and you know it is the house that kobe built baby you know so And the, the ceremony was great. Like, you know, Phil Jackson ter- st- telling his stories, Kareem telling his stories, like, you know, and Kareem doesn't like to to do a lot of that public speaking. So like, you know, for him to get up there and do that for Kobe, it's 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 special, you know. Um, yeah, it was, it was good. It's still like, as you can see, it's still choking me up a little bit um you know but thank you genie we we like your friends we we really appreciated that and you know it's nice to have something that that honor honors our goat because god damn it we miss him we miss him so damn much so you know and it's just It hurts that he's not here to celebrate with us, like because he should be here at that unveiling to crack a few jokes and. Yeah, so much more like. Missing out on the adult Kobe like. That's. We were robbed, man, like. It sucks it really sucks you know i feel like he still had so many great things to accomplish in his life you know beyond basketball and we didn't get to see it and we don't get to see you know any of Gigi's greatness either and anyway love love to all the bryant family um Mamba forever. Anyway, moving on, moving on. I think that means only one, one thing. Gas or pass. And on this, you know, since since I don't have a partner anymore, you know, I, I and I'm just I'm too lazy to change that. It's it's not really gas or pass anymore. It's just who am I sitting in the circle with? So imagine me in the circle with these three guys and the conversations we could have. Andy Kaufman. Teddy Roosevelt and Eddie Murphy. Now that would be a fun trio to pass the pass the um the bong with yeah so anyway I think that's about it for tonight and you know it's been a good week we made it we made it through hell week and I think we're all grateful. That it's over you know we don't have to don't have to deal with any trade talk at least for a little while although i have already seen people saying like trade this guy trade that guy but like you know <laughs> i've had to hold myself back from saying hey you gotta wait until the summer at least. <laughs> uh, but anyway it is what it is you know The season's not completely cooked. It's sizzling pretty badly, but (laughs) it's not cooked all the way through yet. So keep the faith, Lakers Nation. Keep the faith. Peace out and stay zooted. In the history of mankind, men have been called out and written up millions of times over. But only one man was written up for, and I quote, making barnyard noises and wouldn't stop. Rest in power, my friend. WASHIKO